Welcome back to the Care Team Podcast. This is episode 55. It is um, Thursday, September 30th of 2021. And we base our whole podcast over Romans 12 to change the way you think, change your life. Yeah. And so today we're going to talk about um, other addictions. Uh, not, not, not that one addiction is more important than the other, or uh, but just other addictions that we don't um, commonly, commonly think of when we think about addictions. But before we get started, uh, we have a uh, a brief soft start, uh, just talking about uh, our fall activities. We're we're in the midst of fall. Where it's middle of fall. Is this fall music, Tommy? I don't know. Okay. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, you know, we think about fall. A lot of a lot of colors are changing. You know, trees are, are changing colors. Uh, corn is starting to turn brown. So, what are your all's? Well, that's yeah, corn. Yeah. It's just funny. I just didn't expect that. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I mean like like the the stalks are brown. Yep, yep. It's ripening. You've lived around here your whole life, <laughs> I know. Kelly. Yeah. I, I wish I knew more about corn. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, but uh, so what? Yeah, you know, like when I think about fall time, I think about just festival. I think about fresh apples. You know, like doing all that stuff. But uh, one one pro tip, uh, I, I went up to Huber's this weekend. We had some people over uh, for dinner on on Sunday, and uh, uh, going up to Huber's and they have some amazing bread up there. So if you're around Huber's. Yeah, they open up the market this time of year and like from the vegetables to the bread to the pies, it's mm-hmm. fantastic. Yeah. I think for me, fall is um, sweatshirts, campfires, uh, heartier food. Like we start yes. thinking about chili and mm-hmm. and hot apple cider and, and I, I love fall. So I could mm-hmm. go on and on. It's great. Yeah. I think my favorite thing about fall would have to be the bonfires. Like, just yeah. people that I know that, you know, just open up their backyards and mm-hmm. stuff and just invite a lot of people over. Yeah. I love having, like, conversations by the campfire. It's just so nice and relaxing. And I, I, I can't even believe I forgot to mention football. Oh. So, college football. I, Thank I, you. I, I love I'm taking uh, – yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Sorry if I disappoint any college football fans out there for saying it last. <laughs> <laughs> you saved but, the best for yeah, last. Yeah, save the best for last. That, yeah, yeah, there we go. But as we dive in, um, you know, we know that, um, you know, in counseling, we often see uh, a wide range of seasons and challenges and, uh, and, and life can be crushing uh, from so many different angles. And one of those angles we want to talk about today is other addictions. Yeah. But as we dive in, you know, uh, just to, to quickly, uh, just to quickly talk about addiction, uh, Tom, what are some ways that we can identify addiction what are some ways that we need to think about addiction when we think about objectively what is an addiction yeah that's good that's a good question i whenever i'm struggling with that or wondering i just i just get online and i usually go to webster's but you can go to any online dictionary mm-hmm. and so i'm going to read a couple of definitions um and i'll i'll try to read it slowly repeat it um but addiction is a compulsive chronic physiological or psychological need for a habit forming substance behavior or activity having harmful physical, psychological, or social effects and typically causing well-defined symptoms. Um, another one is a strong inclination to do, use, or indulge in something repeatedly. And two words I wrote down there, notes to myself, are obsessive and compulsive. I think a lot of us picture addiction as maybe that crack addict who can't hold down a job, doesn't have a home, is living under the bridge, uh, or maybe the alcoholic who's violently angry. Um, again, they're passed out all the time. They can't go to work. And the reality is the majority of people with an addiction are functional in the sense that they get up every day, they go to work. Many of them have their intact family. But it's that 
It's that idea that it is drawing you away from living the fullness of life. Christ talks about having life and having it to the full. And Mm -hmm. a lot of what those more subtle addictions do is they rob us of the fullness of life. And they also often become an idol in our life and therefore distract us from our faith and our walk with Jesus. Mm-hmm. Well, and I like that you brought up the uh, with the definition, the, the talking about the damage that it can cause. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I, I know that uh, there's a lot of really wonderful neuroscience studies coming out now, a lot of good research uh, talking about the impact of the way the brain operates and how that impacts what we see on the outside, uh, how our brain processes you know, on the inside, and what shapes our thoughts and ideas. But we think about the damage of, of addiction. So, as we were as we were prepping for today, we were talking about uh, pornography. So, in the in the instance of pornography, um, I mean, one thing we want to talk about too is that you know uh, this is not we're not going to go into the the reasons um, you know, as far as like pornography and, and being sinful. We just want to go ahead and start with the the premise that it is sin, mm-hmm. and that we want to make sure you know we can unpack that maybe in a different uh, a different podcast. But we but it's it's a sinful behavior, and we need to we need to look at it that way and and from that perspective from that foundation start looking at the damage that something like pornography does because the, the what i think there's a part of your definition where it said like uh, uh basically it could yeah could it's, like it's, ice, it's like uh, individual having harmful physical psychological or social effects yeah that, that's what it was so so when you think about the like the physical effects i mean like of of pornography so like what it does to your brain the, the the images that are stored in your mind you know you think about the physical and then the the psychological effects out of that like when it comes to other relationships with you know if, if it's a woman if it's a woman who's engaging in pornography or a man engaging in pornography what that does to their relationship with other people what that does to their relationship with their spouse or their future spouse uh, and then you start thinking about the social uh pieces of that as well. And then you also have other physical things too. So ideally we're, we're talking about abstaining from sex until marriage, but if you're, if you're engaging in pornography, if you're addicted to pornography, uh, that, that, that's going to be a devastation. It's, it's, it's going to be very damaging to your marriage and even inside your marriage. Too. Well, the social effects, you know, there, there's a lot of shame surrounding that. Yeah. And so mm-hmm. we begin to withdraw and, and maybe we begin to go to places where other people have that same addiction, whether that's a, a strip club or, mm-hmm. you know, uh, any number of places. <clears throat> and I also think about the fact that because this is a, a sin of sensuality, that there's an idolization of both the human body and of sensuality. We yep. begin to make, um, we begin to make pleasure um, and visual pleasure our God rather than going to God for our satisfaction. Yeah, yeah, a- a- absolutely. And and so th- so which goes back to the question. It's like, are we uh, what? Like when you think about the word idol, it's like, what are we idolizing? And we think back to Matthew twelve. It's love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. So we we start seeing this 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 combination of physical we start seeing this this combination of psychological you know your heart like what what your desires are and so we need to chase god with with all of that and and if 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 we're putting other things in the priority like you were talking about uh, earlier with you know idols then something is competing there with our our relationship with god you know paul tells us in romans um, and i'm just thinking about the person that's listening maybe looking over their life and and they're going i don't I don't think I have an addiction. Do I have an addiction? You know, a couple things about that. First of all, Paul tells us in Romans that if we can't do something by right of consciousness, in mm-hmm. other words, if I think it's wrong for me, then it is. Yeah. You know, 
Um, we talk a lot about like, you know, vegetarian versus a meat eater, right? Paul talks about this and he's saying like, if you can eat meat and you're not bothered by that and you can do it in good conscience, it's not a sin. But if you think even for a moment, I don't think this is right for me or I shouldn't be doing this and you go ahead and indulge, mm-hmm. you've just sinned. Yeah. <clears throat> so as we're equating addiction with sin, maybe it's easier for some of the folks listening Look, look at the repeating sins in your life, the trends yeah. in your life in your sinful in, in your sin. You're probably seeing both. You're probably really seeing an addiction, but you're also seeing a sin pattern in your life. And Callie's here with us today. And I, Callie, you've been uh, interning with us for almost a year now. You're, you're part of Care Night. I would be curious, just as kind of an observer, now I'm not mm-hmm. saying you're not in the nitty gritty, but you knew that your time had a start and a stop with us and you're kind of observing and you're learning. What mm-hmm. are some things that you've seen and learned about addiction that either you didn't know or this has strengthened and you understand better? Just talk about that a little bit. Yeah, I think for me, I've always been like people who are addicts to something know that they're addicts, but that's not always true. I think sometimes our sin can be very me and Tom kind of talked about this earlier, just about how Satan is very clever in the way that he orchestrates us to oh, fall. Yeah. And, you know, we don't always recognize, like, the things that we're taking action in and the things that we're participating in are actually sin. Um, and so I think for a long time, like, I've had people in my family that have struggled with addiction, um, mainly chemical dependency. And so it's like I was always like, yeah, people always know when they struggle with addiction, but that's not true. And I think working closely with CR and Celebrate Recovery, um, I love CR because people are just so committed to healing through whatever their struggles are, whether it's an addiction to an emotion like anger or something like that, but also with an addiction to a chemical substance. But they're so committed to healing um, through that, and they're able to name that. But some people, I just, my heart kind of breaks for people that don't really fully know what their addiction is, but they just don't know what's holding them back or what bondage they're in, but they know that something isn't right. Yeah. Well, and when we think about uh, like like pornography or, or, or drugs or alcohol, you know, one thing to think about too is is to, to step back and objectively look at the situation. Um, you know, is this, um, is this interrupting my relationship with God? Because that, that's our primary relationship. Is this uh, disrupting or interfering my relationship with uh, our neighbor? You know, as we see again in Mark 12, uh, closest neighbor being our spouse, children, people you work with, your family, uh, etc. Is, is is what is what you're doing interrupting that? And so, like with the case of pornography, like you're talking about, uh, you're talking about situations where it's like it's unrealistic. It's you know the people are not in it because it's enjoyment. It's usually underlying issues that are for often very nefarious reasons uh, or at least sinful reasons about the, why they're doing that. And then it talk, you know, then you look at how <clears throat> uh, when people, when, when a couple comes together to enjoy intercourse within the context of marriage functions, certain things can't function well because there's, there's this, you know, their, their, their mind has been programmed to, to, to this level. And it, and when it comes to things like pornography or even drugs or alcohol, it's like, you know, there, there becomes a, a level of numbness. And so you need to step it up even more. There's no 
Well, and I think you mentioned, you know, those undue expectations and, and I'm not trying to be overly graphic here, but if you're watching pornography and you think every guy ought to be able to have sex for five hours, you know, and you, you think you're doing something wrong. Yeah. I mean, just, yeah. just, I know that's outlandish or whatever, or, or, you know, I'm using hyperbole, but that's literally what pornography does. It sets up these crazy expectations about, mm-hmm. and I know Tommy, you and I've talked about this in the, in counseling um, couples, especially couples getting ready to be married, that part of the reason that you want to save yourself for marriage is because if you don't have anything else to compare it to, then the sex in your marriage is the best sex there is. Oh, amen. Yeah. If, if you're, if you've got, if you've had sex out of marriage, but prior to getting married, if you're watching pornography, if you're doing any of those things, you have now really kind of put your marriage at a detriment. You, you've already given yourself something to overcome in your marriage because now you're going to think either your spouse is doing something wrong or you're doing something wrong and and it's just not fair. And so God is not um, this great big cop in the sky that just doesn't want us to have fun. He has very loving, very practical and spiritual reasons why he encourages us to remain one man, one woman in marriage and intercourse in that relationship. Yeah. Well, and, and I mean, even to, to take it like one step further, one, one uh, thing I learned a while ago, a few years ago, and then I was reminded a couple of weeks ago uh, at, the, at the Christian Counseling Conference. So like, you know, the example you brought up, if, if, if a woman is, is, is watching pornography or even a man and, and they see that somebody's having sex for five hours straight, uh, you know, with, uh, with, with multiple orgasms, it's like, no, it, it literally like science shows that on the average, there, there's, there's a period there where a man can't perform again for a while. Right. And, and, and that, 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 that period actually starts getting longer and longer, the older and older you get. And so it's like, so it's, it's scientifically like not possible. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, yes, I'm sure. But you wouldn't know that if you're watching pornography. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so you just have like these unreal scenarios where it's like, that's not reality. Yeah. You know, no matter what, we're kind of focusing uh, today on, on pornography, but we said that, you know, it could be gambling could be it could be your own anger you can be addicted to anger could be a certain thought pattern maybe you're a negative thinker uh, and you get some satisfaction in thinking that way and you're having trouble breaking that pattern and no matter who's sitting in front of us in a counseling office the answer is really the same and the answer is to surrender mm-hmm. and yep. um, Amen. you know I love that word surrender. yeah right and yeah, yeah. and but it's often misunderstood too and and if you'll allow me to be nerdy for a moment um, Please nerd out. <laughs> one of my one of my favorite examples of surrender is from the uh, nineteen seven. I think it's seventy seven or seventy eight. The original Star Wars: A New Hope. Yeah. And there's a there's a lightsaber battle between Darth Vader and Obi Wan Kenobi. Yeah. And Obi Wan Kenobi is an old man, and for the most part, he's kind of washed up. I mean, we love Obi Wan Obi Wan Kenobi, but let's just be honest. Obi Wan, we love you. He wasn't in his prime. <laughs> he wasn't in his prime anymore. And so he's fighting this evil Darth Vader. And he makes this comment that confuses Darth Vader and probably the audience as well. And he says, if you strike me down now, I'll be mm-hmm. more powerful than you ever could have imagined. And Darth Vader literally like shrugs it off. Like, Whatever. you know, you're babbling. <laughs> and so he, he, um, he swings and Obi-Wan disappears. And then suddenly the audience hears Obi-Wan talking to Luke. And Luke hears him and kind of looks around like, where is he? And realizes it's in his head. Mm-hmm. And he says, run, Luke, run. And, and Luke takes off. Well, how does that, how does that fit with what we're talking about? Because when we are battling addiction on our own, 
literally all we have is our own limited resources. Mm -hmm. And, and I probably don't have to tell most of you, but I'll tell you, if you haven't figured it out, you're going to fail. Yep. If you are trying to beat addiction on your own, no matter how you're trying to do it, you're going to fail. But if you surrender, Obi-Wan surrendered, what did he surrender? He surrendered to in, in star Wars land, the force, right? The thing mm -hmm. that is, that is behind everything and in everything. He went from a finite person to joining the power of the universe. Mm -hmm. Well, guess what? As a Christian, when we surrender to the Lord, we do the same thing. Yep. We just went from a human with finite power to joining the God of the universe that literally keeps the planets in motion. So if you were going to make a bet on yourself or on that power, helping you to stay sober, which one are you going to bet on? Mm. And so I know a lot of times we struggle with that concept of surrender because we see it as weakness. We see it as failure. We see it as giving up. And really what it is, is it's giving over to. It's giving into the love of God. It's giving over to our Lord so that he can come into our life and do in and through us what we couldn't do for ourselves. So no matter what you're struggling with, whether that's a thought, whether that's an addiction to chemicals, whether that's you can't quit looking at pornography at night on your phone, no matter what it is, if you will surrender, if you will admit that of your own power you can't beat this thing, but invite God into your life to do that, he will. Yeah. He will. And I think a big thing I've learned this year is just with things in general that God has asked me to surrender. It's like sometimes we have to surrender it over and over again. It's not mm. just a one and done kind of thing. Um, and there's even been things in my life in my past that I'm like, okay, God, like I feel like I've surrendered it to him a couple of times, but it's like I have to keep surrendering it. Like I have to keep giving that to him because I keep trying to take control of it again. So I just also, if you feel like you kind of want to control it, even though you want to surrender it, like keep surrendering it. Yeah. yeah. Well, and one thing too, I know we briefly talked about in the beginning was the importance of recognizing that it is sin, you know, mm -hmm. calling it what it is. It's objective. Uh, it's not, Oh, well, it's just a, no, it, it's sin. And, and we were talking before we got started, uh, the, the Christian clinicians who are listening, uh, you're familiar with the DSM, uh, the DSM five. And we were talking my, myself and Tom about how that's, um, how it's changed. Yes. Over a the lot. Last 20, 30 years mm -hmm. and, uh, and starting to change up words and starting to change up, uh, uh looser definitions. Yeah. 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 That's yeah, That's a good way to say it. Very loose definitions. And, and we start, well, that's not really that big of a deal that that's, 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 that this is okay. Or that's not okay. And it's like 20, 30 years ago, uh, it was pretty clearly, uh, you know, psychological disorder. And, and, and oftentimes, you know, I think about, things that are that we see today and we're like oh that that that's okay you know pornography's fine it's like no that was pornography was taboo like mm -hmm. i mean like i remember going into video stores they had like the special sheet area it was like oh, you, yeah. know, you know and and now it's like hey you can just google whatever you want to and it's you know there it is well if we want to be real i think pornography's in most of your streaming platforms oh, yeah, now yeah. and not labeled as such oh yeah yeah right? and and then the same thing with drugs it's you know 20 30 years ago it was like oh man those people they they smoke marijuana, we can, you know, and now it's yeah. legalized pot. It's, it's okay. And it's, well, you know, uh, it's, it's not, but we, we can save that for another day, but it's, it's, it's sinful behavior and identifying as sin. Well, and I appreciate you saying that. And you gave me a thought as you were talking there, you know, we talk of God being the same yesterday, today, and forever tomorrow. Well, so is his word. Mm -hmm. So society may change and what's, what's acceptable in society may change, but God's mm -hmm. word uh, stands the test of time and, and what is sin doesn't change. Yeah. So, you know, 
so 16, 17, 20 states have legalized marijuana now. Well, marijuana is a drug that is mind-altering, that has a lot of negative physical effects on the body and on the brain. And I'm sorry, when you're not in your right mind, if we remembered, God says it's by the renewal of the mind, Mm -hmm. we are not of our right mind when we're stoned, then that's a sin. And it doesn't matter if all 50 states in every country in the world legalizes marijuana, it's not good for a a Christian to do it. And and so these are the things that we, we need to be watchful of, that we let sin and we let addiction creep into our life because it's acceptable. One of the biggest accepted um, addictions and sins in the United States is workaholism. Yeah. Uh, taking time away from family, taking, t- take, taking your health, um, and yet we cheer each other on. Oh, you work 60 hours a week? Well, I work 80. Oh, my gosh, you're great. No, you're an addict. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and we, you we, need yeah. you need to find some hobbies yeah. <laughs> and get away from work for a little while. So we we do these things to each other. We okay this, and what we need to do is in loving kindness encourage and hold each other accountable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and so as we turn the corner, just a, a moment, if I can, uh, you know, to to think about some some next steps, like some 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 ways that we can we can address this in, in a safe, secure, healthy. Um, biblically based manner, because uh, because whether you realize or not, like the Bible is good, it's true, it's it's for our good, God's glory, and uh, there are answers there. Mm-hmm. I remember last night, uh, or not last night, I guess Monday. I'm sorry, uh, I was talking to somebody uh, at at care night, and uh, this person had just showed up, didn't know where else to go, and basically the same thing what you were just talking about. Uh, this person said, "I I've, I've been trying to go at it, I." can't do this. And, you know, so, so we, we have so many different groups. If it's, if it's, if it's chemical dependency, if, if it's sex or lust or, or something else, like, uh, we just want to encourage you to come to care night, 6 30 PM on Mondays. There, there, there's a place for you. Yeah. And let me speak to that. I, I, I mentioned this from time to time, you know, we, we talk a lot on our podcast about Jesus, about the Bible, about those being our solutions. And they absolutely are. However, God has provided people and tools to us to help us. Sometimes we don't know what it looks like to surrender to Jesus. Sometimes we don't know how to get the negative feelings and thoughts and and impulses out of us that have led us into our addiction. And so to Tommy's point, that's what our groups are about. Our groups are really means to an end. They're really a tool to get you to the place where you can truly give that stuff to Jesus. So we never want you to hear from us that we are having anything stand in the place of the Bible, having anything stand in the place of our Lord and Savior. Quite the opposite. These are things to help move us into a richer, deeper relationship with Christ and to get us to the point where we can truly surrender. Yeah. Well, and and I think, too, about, um, you know, just how— and, and we, we love our, our clinicians. Uh, we, we, we work with a, a slew of Christian clinicians in our region. Uh, we're routinely adding people to that list. Uh, I just actually talked to uh, a local clinician today to set up an appointment for next week to talk and see uh, if it'd be a good fit. But, but even, even someone calling themselves a Christian clinician in, in many areas across the globe, and, and especially in some states in the United States, they're being pressured to, to, to bend on their, on their mm-hmm. religious beliefs and yes. their, their theology. And so the one thing, uh, and, and, and we can definitely unpack, you know, like what, what 
Callie was talking about how how Satan can be so sly. You know, just just don't mention Jesus in your counseling sessions, and we'll renew your license. And it's like, like th- th- there's a reason why 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 Satan is going after that because he knows that there's power in the name of Jesus. And so that, that that that's the one thing that we can bring to the table is that we can help by by recognizing that there is power in the name of Jesus. There there is power, uh, you know, in God's word. Uh, if we will submit and surrender to it. Yeah. And so if I could, Tommy, yeah. and before yeah. you pray us out, I'd love yeah. to read first Peter five, six through 10. Um, Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, so that at the proper time he may exalt you, casting all your anxieties on him because he cares for you. Be sober minded, be watchful. Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking someone to devour. Resist him, firm in your faith, knowing that the same kinds of suffering are being experienced by your brotherhood throughout the world. And after you have suffered a little while, the God of all grace who has called you to his eternal glory in Christ will himself restore, confirm, strengthen, and establish you. Yeah, I love that. And, and you know, even thinking about, like, uh, like other people and how they have been uh, reconciled, how they've been mended, how they've been healed, uh, in their seasons. And, and actually it was, it was such a beautiful thing on Monday night uh, with this person. I said, look, I, I don't know all the details as far as celebrate recovery tonight, but I think it's a, a testimony night. And so to say, look, this, this person has been in your shoes. This yes. person has found victory in these areas. Yes. Can't just, just listen, like, like just be, and if it doesn't work out, don't yeah. come back. But, yep. uh, but yeah, as we get ready to wrap up, uh, we can definitely uh, spend a tremendous amount of time on this topic on addiction and and we will have other episodes on it or if you have a question about a specific addiction or a topic please let us know uh, you can reach out to us or our emails are, on, are online uh, you can call us directly yeah and uh, we, set up appointment with yeah, us you know yeah, if yeah. if you're not ready to step into a room full of people or into care night but want to explore the idea do i have an addiction what does that look like what's the next step Tommy or myself, we would love to sit down with you and talk through that, pray with you. Amen. Amen. Well, as we get to wrap up, we just want to uh, we want to pray it out. And uh, so let, let's pray. Father, we thank you for today. God, we thank you so much for your faithfulness. God, we thank you for the, the power uh, that, that you bring uh, through your son and what he did on the cross uh, in your word. And so, God, we just thank you that uh, despite the, well, God, you are, God, we thank you so much because you are the great I am and that we get to come to your throne uh, directly. Uh, so God, right now, we just lift up this topic. We lift up the people who are listening. Uh, God, we pray that this blesses uh, someone uh, here in Indiana, in New Albany, or across the globe, or on the other side of the United States. Uh, God, we just pray that it brings a healing and it brings hope and it brings uh, prompting uh, by the Holy Spirit and direction uh, on their next step. God, because, uh, God, we don't have it all together. Just like what Tom said, we can't do this. We are finite human beings. We are broken and sinful. We are all broken and sinful. And there's only one person who's different, and that's Jesus. Uh, so, God, we just uh, we thank you for this podcast and the opportunity to serve in this capacity. And we just continue to, to pray that you bless this uh, this ministry and that everything we do, every, every word we speak, every idea we have, that it just brings glory to you and you alone. We love you, and it's in Christ we pray. Amen. So don't forget, you can check out this episode or others at 7 a.m. on Thursday mornings on Facebook, Amazon, Spotify, YouTube, or Apple Podcasts. You can also go to mindorsa.com slash care for additional resources. We love you guys, and we'll catch you next week.